welcome to the full movie. Today, we'll be talking about the 2022 film, Morbius. Now sit back, relax, grab your drinks, and let's talk about this movie. What's up, y'all, and welcome back to the full review. This is season five, episode three, and I thank you all for tuning in once again. So in this episode, we're going to be returning to the comic book film genre and doing a full analysis on the newest film in the Sony's Spider-Man universe. So stay tuned. Before I get into anything, I do want to say that there may be some spoilers for the analysis of this, but I will do my best as I always do to try to keep it vague not to ruin the movie for you. However, as I always say, do go see this film before hearing what I have to say about it so you fully understand anything. But if you don't really care about those things, keep listening. Also, I know I talk about this at the end, but the data shows that most people don't listen to that part, so I want to talk about it here and reiterate the importance of leaving reviews on your favorite subscription services. I do read those because I do want to grow because these episodes are really for all you listeners out there and I want to keep this entertaining so what do you want to hear do you want to hear games do you want to hear more of the 4k stuff do you want to hear me talk about a certain movie if you want to come on and talk to me about something for you want to debate I'm always open to do stuff like that so you can always reach out to me on social media I always want to grow and improve and just because something works doesn't mean that it cannot be improved so if there's something that you want me to improve on let me know and I will grow as such. Anyway, so let's get back to the movie at hand. So let's sit back, relax, grab your drinks, and let's talk about this movie. Morbius is a superhero film based on the Marvel Comics character, Morbius the Living Vampire. It is the third film in the Sony Spider-Man universe, also known as the SSU, after Venom and Venom Let There Be Carnage. It was directed by Daniel Espinosa and written by Matt Sazama and Burke Sharpless. It stars Jared Leto as the title character alongside Matt Smith, Idra Jorna, Jared Harris, Isle Madrigal, and Tyrese Gibson. Now, the story is when the genius Dr. Morbius finally manages to invent this cure for his rare but fatal blood disease. It infects him with a form of vampirism instead. He gets these superpowers, but it also turns him into a killer. Now this version does add a bit more of a tragic backstory that includes him having this crippling disease from childhood, which is what inspires him to dedicate his life to finding a cure for the many others with this disease, along with his best friend who was in the hospital with him as a young child named Milo. Milo ends up being the one who finances everything, and eventually, when he gets this cure by fairly iffy means, he is then to decide if he can save the world from himself and also the one who wants to misuse his invention. Now, as with a lot of superhero movies, the story is essentially along the lines of good versus evil, and the director and his co-writers give a fairly simple premise that pretty much stands alone as a story. The narrative starts off pretty averagely and then jumps to a very obvious confrontation. However, However, there's some thrill in the way that it's executed. Because this is only rated PG-13, there's no overkill of action or real bloodshed, but there is decent enough cinematography and horror genre aspects that really help the film along its way. Now, looking for logic is a fool's errand as it is with a lot of comic book films. For example, Morbius is this prime murder suspect, but he goes around having coffee with the woman interest of the film and then beats up some low-level crime.
crime members and no one recognizes him, despite him being all over the news. Imagine Spider-Man No Way Home, and even though he's plastered up on Times Square, he still goes to a coffee shop and no one recognizes him. Then again, this also happened at the end of Dark Knight Rises as well. Now there is some scientific concepts that this film dabbles with, but the film doesn't really focus much on that aspect. Another example is that Jed Harris's character doesn't age at all <laughs> in approximately 20-30 years that this film jumps from the beginning to the main part of the film. He looks exactly the same. Yes, that can happen, but you could make him a little different. Maybe the hair color is a little different, but whatever. That's how it is, I guess. It also doesn't really focus that much on the Morbius character either and his connection with bats. And hilariously, there's another scene that definitely pulled from another Nolan film, Batman Begins, and even the score sounds fairly similar. However, the constant eerie and dark atmosphere really do the film justice for a fairly short runtime of an hour and a half. The climax is somewhat abrupt and predictable, and because of that, any annoyances are almost forgettable as well. The film also adds in these idiot FBI agents played by Gibson and Madrigal, who really serve no purpose aside from acting as the police force who don't really do anything. Now, Leto oddly works as Morbius with his constant brooding looks and these eyes that change color. He doesn't come off as overdoing it as he has done with other comic book characters. Now the CGI with the facial features isn't awful and frankly at times is very intriguing and can be scary. It does look really stupid though when Morbius flies which is given little to no explanation at all. Matt Smith is honestly having the time of his life playing this character and is frankly is enjoyable as Milo. Arjona is fairly average as the female interest as there's not much more to her than that. They try to add in this equal to Morbius doctor title angle but it ends up being somewhat subverted when she is only there to be a love interest and kind of push him down this negative path. Honestly, it mostly is because of the overall writing of the story and the characters are somewhat standard so she doesn't have that much to do or show off any acting style. Smith though is acting hilariously campy which again oddly works against Leto's brooding nature. He's not trying to hide his quote-unquote gift and wearing these flashy suits and strutting around like he's in a musical but with no music. Honestly, in a way, this feels similar to the way Spider-Man does it in Raimi's third film, but because of Milo's tragic backstory, it works for his character. In Spider-Man 3, this scene is just done because that's the symbiote, whereas here, as somebody who's pushed to the side, pushed to the background, for him to come out and want to proclaim his quote-unquote normality, this works for his character, and he poses for the cameras and allows himself to try to look cool. As somebody who's bullied from a young age, this makes a lot of sense. And similar to the Venom films, Morbius would have seriously benefited from an R rating, as there's some really cool scenes in this that the increased rating could have improved on. They really tried to make Morbius this anti-hero and attempt to address bigger issues such as the moral implications of developing such a cure, going into themes of can we do it versus should we do it. And the film does touch on those ideas, but never really expands on them. And this film ends exactly how it started, fairly average. The mid-credit scenes are perhaps the best parts of the film as they force in these better-known moments or characters from other Spider-Man films in order to give us some sort of hope that Spider-Man, either the Tom Holland version or the 
Garfield version might actually show up in one of these side project films. From a 40x standpoint, it wasn't bad. The movement of the siege really did add a lot to the superhero film and also really tie into the way the film is shown. And it was in sync with the state of the film. It's fairly average. The seats move, which was fun at certain times during the action sequences, and some of the smoke was cool, but it just doesn't do a lot. Honestly, Venom Let There Be Carnage was much better with a fairly average film, and I think that's what really added a little bit more to that film than this one. And the practical effects are fairly standard, nothing over the top, obviously not worth paying a little extra for in this sense. I always say go see it in the best way possible, but if you don't want to pay the extra money for it, that's fine. Now the comic book story is that from a very young age, Morbius lived with this rare and debilitating blood condition, living in Greece, and he only had one true friend named Email, and they became brothers and basically grew up to be these lauded scientists and biochemists, and then they try to create a cure for the condition, which earns them a Nobel Prize. In the film, they don't really make the friend-brother character a part of the science. They only make him more of the funding aspects of it. And in the comics, Morbius uses an experiment using electricity and vampire bat DNA. And again, this turns him into a pseudo-vampire. This story, what is expected of this? It's kind of flaky as it is because it's not really explained very well in the comics, at least the ones that I've read, is how that works. So the science is a little flaky. So with this film trying to make it a little bit more realistic, it's gonna still be iffy. And again, Morbius can fly. He has super strength and has some other abilities, but it's kind of never really explained. The only real weakness that he has is that if he doesn't consume enough blood, his regenerative abilities will fail, making it impossible basically to wound and kill him. And this character, when most people recognized who it was, was thanks to Spider-Man the Animated Series, and his origins are fairly similar, but they didn't allow for biting necks or the word blood to be used on a kid's show. So instead, he drain plasma through these weird suction holes in your hand and frankly that's even more weird than this because at least this goes into the idea of that he has to drink blood and it ties into a little bit more of his typical vampire backstory but at the end of the day there is a little bit more added here adding a little bit more of a tragic story into both of the characters so again there is an attempt here for these good versus evil characters and that's what really shows at least they're trying whether they're fully successful is a different story, but they're at least trying to make this a cohesive story. It doesn't really hit on every aspect, but the attempt is there. Honestly, if anything, this film had a lot of missed opportunities because there's a lot of really cool things about it that if executed well, it could have been a good film. The acting's fine, the story is there, the material's there, it could have been good. It is honestly just a missed opportunity by so Overall, Morbius is just checking off the box of a superhero film with plot twists that are neither really unpredictable, but not really under-satisfying either. There are some minor, yet thrilling moments that somewhat compensate for what's missing and then the really short time Give me that short-ass movie, a 90-minute movie makes it even feel not a waste of time if one is doing a marathon prior to a bigger film being released. Now this film does struggle with details, parts of its story and parts of its message and parts of its direction, but it does fine with its characters and then the other parts of its direction and its message. Frankly, there are worse films and also worse comic book films out there. 
This is not the worst, nowhere near the best, but it has interesting concepts that really were interesting to see on screen. As a vampire film, honestly, <laughs> I enjoyed it. It was different and I appreciated it for that in the sense of the type of hero that we're getting. The vampire comic book stories we don't get very much outside of obviously Blade. And I enjoy those films for what they are and this one feels very similar. And, and honestly since the Twilight films, vampire films don't usually come out very much. So this is a nice fresh take whether or not it's a phenomenal movie but then again honestly when you look back at a lot of vampire related films there's very few that really break the mold of really great films so this is just in line with that so at the end of the day i would rate this a two and a half out of five now what did you think of this film let me know hit me up on social media the formal review is on facebook twitter and the gram and also youtube the handle's all the same it's at the formal review and for anyone who has supported me on a financial basis i thank you very much for supporting me in that way for anyone who wants to support you can go to anchor.fm forward slash the formal review click support this podcast and any donation is appreciated thank you all again for tuning in and until next time if you're able to get vaccinated and i'll see you at the movies thanks for tuning in to another episode of the formal review cheers and we'll see you next time Thank you.